Hey, it's Beth here, episode 353. I saw two movies, the blue-haired troll, me, saw two movies this week because my car is still working. There's something wrong with the gas gauge. It keeps going back and forth, but, I'm, but I keep the car on full and I'm not going to pay attention. So I'm gonna ride it into the ground. That's my philosophy. And I'm supposed to be buried inside of it. That's how I wanna be buried. Not quite ready, but I think the car and I are gonna make it for quite a few more years. So, back on the road, so much fun. Saw a movie called Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. It was a confection. I've never used that word in a movie before. It was sweet. It was beautiful. It was set in Paris. It was at Dior. It was so, everybody was so nice to each other. If I had a granddaughter, I would take her to that movie because it was women being so kind to each other. And it was so lovely and she had a little dream and she made it come true. And everybody was, even the person who was kind of mean had a good reason. And the accountant was great. The top model was great. She wanted to be an intellectual. It was so, it was so lovely. And it, it might, it might have been too much of a fantasy, but so is Rocky. Why can't we girls have a fantasy? It was perfect. I'm telling you, this is the week for the blue hairs. It was filled with old women. They were loving it. I can't say I can't say a bad thing about it. I cannot think of one bad thing about it. It if you can't go to the movie theater, get it on Netflix, sit down, relax, make yourself a cup of tea and enjoy it. Have nothing else to do. No laundry going, no nothing. This is just like reading a nursery rhyme for older women. It's it's great and there's one good one truism in it. There's this marquee and it looks like he's falling in love with her. And they're both widowed, and they have that in common. But actually, she reminds him of a maid that took that was very sweet to him at prep school. And she realizes that he can't see her for who she is. So it's not it's not all false. It's a real good lesson, and I really do think class class things in Europe are like that. Well, the same thing's true of people who went to Harvard. Sometimes they act like, you know, they can't associate with people that didn't go to Harvard or Yale or something. That was a, a really good note. So, and it kind of grounded me because it, it was real. And then everything else was, was just fake and fabulous. And you got to see um, the cutting rooms. You got to go into the studio. Oh my gosh, it was, it was just wonderful. Okay, the second one is where the crawdads sing, okay? This was really complicated for me. Of course I read the book, you know, millions of people read the book. I mean, 15 million copies have been sold at least. It's been on the bestseller list forever. It's created incredibly fun book club discussions. And I mean, you can really tell who's kind of psychotic, like I'm glad you killed him, or you know, all these funny, funny things come out of people's mouths. And there's all kinds of discussions on the internet about the red cap and everything else. And this, you know, it was on Reese Witherspoon has a book club. She started it in two, 2018, got the ball rolling. This woman, Delia Owens, she's wanted for questioning in Zambia for murder. 
and there's a documentary about it. And I thought it was kind of fascinating because um, she, her stepson is accused of murdering a poacher. They created a compound to save the elephants from poachers in Zambia. And it was kind of like the heart of darkness. It wasn't really sanctioned by the government. Nobody knows how the weapons got into the country. A little bit shady. So, and then people said that her ex-husband, who is now her ex-husband, um, he had he had planes that flew over his property to find poachers and that they put the body in a plane and, and uh, dropped it in the ocean. I don't know if it's all true, but I do think it's interesting, the comparisons with um, Kaya and Delia and you know how Delia stayed you know in the marshes after what happened after the trial and everything was over and Delia stayed in Idaho um, on a remote thousands of acres you know compound in the um, Rockies up there and then she moved the northern Rockies of Idaho that's pretty remote then she moved to the mountains of North Carolina very remote even though she's like this amazing author now the coolest thing to me and that's upsetting and I don't I don't know if I believe it and I don't know how I could know the truth but I just think it's fascinating because she wrote this debut album at 69 years old that gives me two years to come across with something I mean I'm so proud of her for that you know and and it kind of reflects her life and where the crawdads sing was an expression that her mother always said when she was a little girl, you know, to go out into the deep, 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 deep woods and experience the animal life, the way the animals live it. So that's where she got the expression. It's um, It's got a lot of controversy attached to it because a lot of people think it wasn't well written. A lot of people think the movie wasn't well done. I thought, I was hoping in the movie for more you know, in the book, I really felt that I wanted, I could see the butterfly she was, she was drawing. I could hear um, the sound she was hearing and the birds flying. I could hear the wings. And I thought it was going to be more Richard Attenborough, more like uh, wildlife. And there was none of that. I just keep seeing the same shot of the marshes. So that was upsetting. Both of the guys in the story look exactly alike. In fact, the boyfriend is bigger than the huge jock football player. So that was kind of uh, that was kind of upsetting. They look exactly alike. And and their personalities weren't well drawn, not well enough. The bad guy just wasn't he we didn't see enough of his badness to understand how frightened she was. I mean he did he did destroy her house but we didn't see him do it. He did um, punch her but we didn't it just wasn't, I didn't, in the book I understood that she was frightened from that moment on. The movie didn't exactly sell it. It was long. So that's that. But whether she was writing a masterpiece or whether she was writing a book to entertain, that's my question because it really was an entertaining book and women really did devour it like the Thornbirds, like it's been a long time. It's like sort of our Harry Potter. And I'm positive I'm right about this now because when I was leaving the theater, two buses from a memory care center were parked in front of the movie theater 
and about 40 women, very old women, piled out, so ready to see this movie. And they, I, I got in line with them and, you know, <laughs> blended perfectly. And I was listening to them and they understood everything about the story. They, re re they remembered every detail. So that's amazing. And one of the ladies, a really old lady with a walker, recited the poem. And she recited it in a way that I wish I could recite it. Because it stopped me in my tracks and it stopped all the other women. She said, luring him wasn't, was easy. As, it was as easy as flashing valentines. But like a lady firefly, they hid a secret call to die. She, she went on and she read the rest of the poem. And it was, it was amazing because she was in a memory center and she, she nailed it. I mean, everyone stopped. People in the restaurant stopped eating. They were listening to her recite the poem. And it was just absolutely beautiful. And the poem is actually the whole essence of the whole story. So she, she, she's, that's how we, that's how we solve the murder. But a lot of people still believe that the boy, the boyfriend did it and she was covering him for, covering for him the whole time. I don't think I believe that. I believe that she actually did do it. And I believe that she, she didn't want to be frightened. She was frightened of her father and she lived in the woods alone and she was never frightened. And she wanted to keep it that way. So in the story that she tells about fireflies, she does say that, you know, it's, it's die or, or be killed. And that is what, that's what, that's what it was all about. So the poem goes, Tate finds the poem at the end. That's the boyfriend. And it begins, and the woman just stopped her, her chair, and she said it. She said the whole thing. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get it to come up because it's really hard to find. It's so ridiculous. Um, I had it and then it disappeared. I'm not really very good at all this, and I can get, I can get most of it, and then it just blocks me from getting the end. But the end is so good that I have to find it for you. Ah. So anyway, okay. It start. I keep pressing the same button because that's the kind of person I am, and it's so dumb. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to find it. Okay, read um, Firefly poem by Kaya, by Kaya. I mean, I, you know, this old woman memorized it and I can't memorize it. Like that's, like I should be in the memory center. I mean, I can't find it. Oh, here it is. Okay, ready? Okay, here it is. Luring him was easy as flashing valentines. But like a lady firefly, they hit a secret call to die. Down, down he falls. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she says in the poem that she sees his face. And in his face, he questions. And she keeps looking at him as he's falling. And then he understands why she pushed him. And then there's nothing. And then she says, that's what happens to love. Then there's nothing. 
It's beautiful. When the old lady read it, she had my, she, I had goosebumps. Because Kaya, just like an animal, just like a cat, kept looking at him. She didn't flinch. She had that in her, and Tate never knew it. And he kept the secret. He, the little necklace was there. There was proof that she did it. I don't know why people think Tate did it. I, but there's huge controversy over it. So, and maybe I'm wrong. Like, maybe I'm wrong. I just think Kaya lived in the marsh. She was like an animal. And it was kill or be killed. Be frightened or be free. And it's, it's, it's a good book. It's a great book. If you want to be entertained, if you want to read a masterpiece, go find something, you know, from Tolstoy or somebody like that. It's just fun. It's really fun. Just read it, enjoy it, and um, then see the movie, but do it on Netflix. I was really sorry I couldn't get up and do some laundry midway through because I wasn't going to miss anything. It just, it's slow as molasses. So anyway, but fun and a big week for blue hairs. So I give the first one five stars because it's a fantasy and I felt great afterwards and I needed it so much yesterday. Two days before I saw the crawdads and I was just so glad when it was over and I didn't really have a moment. There were 25 moments in the book and I can't, re can't believe Reese Witherspoon didn't, didn't make the pace faster or make the cinematography more beautiful or something. So, but I would give it three stars just because it was, it was written by a lady who was 69. And we got to support ourselves. We got to support our people. So, and you'll be in a theater with a bunch of women. And believe me, most of them had a great time. I'm just picky. I just, I just get bored. So go enjoy yourself. Have a great time. And uh, big week for blue hairs. Put your money where your mouth is. Let's show them that we've got the money and we want the movies. And the first one didn't even have one dirty word. You could take anybody with you. And it was very glamorous. The fabrics were gorgeous. The styles were gorgeous. It was 1956. Beautiful clothes, beautiful women. So anyway, big week for blue hairs. Hooray. And um, I will be back. Thanks.